0: Hello, and welcome to the On The Nod Paws and association with com. I'm your host, Will Rooney, and I'm joined as ever by regular tipsters, Henry Gibbs and Anthony Kelly. Evening, lads. How are we? Evening, Hello,
1: Will. You We're
0: okay? We should forewarn listeners that we are recording on bonfire night, so they might hear some fireworks <laughs> going off in the background. Let's hope we have some fireworks on the podcast as well. I mean, you two have been in absolutely rampant form lately, haven't you? With your tips last weekend, you continued the hot streak. Uh, we'll touch on last weekend's and the past week of racing. The highlight for me, I don't know about you lads, was Name in the Charlie Hall chase at Weatherby, a cozy two length winner. And Henry, Name, it, it proved a lot of doubters wrong, didn't it? How's it go off, three to one?
2: I know, Well, I was thinking that myself. Saturday morning, it was just drifting and drifting. And I think it went, I think it went about seven to two at one point, didn't it? And it obviously got trimmed into three to one. But um, you'd be surprised if it went off three to one again this season, based on that
0: form. Well, it's three to one for the King George at the minute, and I mean, it, it disappointed didn't it last time at Kempton on Boxing Day. Three to one at this stage would that be a little bit of interest for you, or are you not convinced on Paul Nichols's charge yet? Um, for
1: the King George on Boxing Day. I'd take the three to one by all means. I mean, as, as I put in my article on Saturday, it was either gonna it was either gonna hack up or not get the trip. Obviously, it gets the trip. We've proved it can go left handed. We know it will run well in the King George, I reckon it's it's an ascot specialist as well. I know the King George obviously run at Kempton. Yeah, it could win the King George by all means. Three to one. It's neither the end of the day for me. Um, I'll see on the day whether I'm going to back it. Uh, the one thing I can guarantee the listeners though, it doesn't win at Cheltenham in the Gold Cup. It's it, I don't think Cheltenham suits it at all. So um, I think that worries me
2: about surname is I think it's has to have the King George one two out really. You have to have them all few lengths behind going out. I think I think if it gets into a battle from to the last then. Into the streets. I, I don't think it's a strong stayer at the trip. I wouldn't fancy it in like a battle against a strong stair.
1: No, I, I'd agree with Henry there against the clan against the clan de Zobo. That that's proven in the King George. Will would it be the clan de Zobo? Not for me. It, it, it's doubt, It's doubtful. I mean, yeah, it, it won a three mile the other day, but. Because all it was due quite, respect yeah. to respect what, what 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 was in behind? Vindication. I like I write myself, confers. Um, I tipped that up each way that day, but the, no the, substance to the form know, really The hand the good handicappers, strong handicappers that may place in greater places. It, it's not strong form for me, so I'm not gonna get too carried away with it to win the other day. Could it win the King George? Yeah. I'm, I'm not too excited, to be honest, Will. No, I'm not too excited. And I can to our listeners it won't be winning the Gold Cup.
0: That's a bullish statement about one of the highest, greatest horses in training. And early on the cards at Weatherby was the Bet365 hurdle run by Roxana. And I mean, going into the race, we have doubts about how strong the staying hurdle division is this season, didn't we? And Roxana was a very cosy eight and a half length winner. Uh, obviously beat Listergaard-Oster is the current staying hurdle champion and did that underline for you just how poor the division might be this season and is Roxana a viable player for the stays hurdle now?
1: Is it a viable player for the stays hurdle of course it is, getting allowance, being a mare, weight was a factor the other day for me at Weatherby as well, um, Traveled into the race well but could we say if to Guard Oscar carried that weight would would there be more of a challenge? I think we could have. Um, it's just a it's just a wide open division for me. Like, I think we had Alice Plunker on the other day, it, and I agree with her. It all depends how Paisley Park comes back for me. Um, I'm not Paisley Park's biggest fan, but it's better than all these in that in Hale division for me at the moment. So. If Paisley Park comes back to form where it was before last season. Stayers Edel, that will probably win the Stayers Edel. If it doesn't, Roxanne is bang in there with a chance with the allowance that he'll get as well.
0: Henry, would you gave that sentiment? Next destination, eight and a half lengths behind on his first run for quite a while. Would you be looking forward to seeing that one run again for Paul Nicholls on his first start last time?
2: Yeah, you'd expect it to come on for the run, wouldn't you? So it'd be interesting to see, especially if it's lines up against Roxana again, which a lot of the races, we're going to see an open company in the stage division. They're going to be pretty weak, aren't they? And you expect them to be near the front of the market again with the, obviously, you'll have Paisley Park. But in regards to Roxana, it was very impressive, but I'd like to see it again before trusting the form. At, at this rate, like you said, there is a very weak Stays Airdle division, and I'm probably more excited about the novice Airdlers from last season coming through, the likes of Time Hill, which disappoint me didn't see on Saturday, and I'm sure Gordon Elliott will have a couple of us sleeved, that, that even the, the um, side of the Bailey's one that interests me a
1: little bit. Do you think, Henry, even, even despite the way that's being campaigned, do you reckon that's a stay as early or so? But he's just talking up in a
2: stable tour, hasn't he? I mean, it'll do well to win another handicap at Cheltenham because, I I mean, <laughs> they've done all, all he can to get it beat last time, didn't they, in terms of the handicap marks, so God knows what. It'll be running off when the to come out for, the say, the this next season. I I think they'll end up giving it a go. I think they're looking at starting it in a Grade 2 race Could be the boy in Erdl. See how it gets on there And obviously if it, if it runs a big race I think they will go the Stayers route I think they will have I, I don't yes. think they'll be running Running it to get a, tan, a decent handicap mark Because what's the point I think everyone knows now How, how good it is And it, it it shows its best form of Cheltenham So I think if it was coming first or last In its prep races It'll go off around the same mark anyway
1: do you think it does show its best form at Cheltenham or do you think it's campaigned I mean, to show its best form at Cheltenham? I
2: think, it, shall, I think shall it's sh- definitely, definitely say- campaign <laughs> to show its best form at Cheltenham. Let's it, um, say it's, it's it's held up quite a lot in the build-up to Cheltenham, isn't it? And then all of a sudden it's, it's sitting trapping the leaders and picks up and goes and wins no matter <laughs> what weight it's carrying. but. Um,
1: no, yeah, you're right in what you're saying. I mean, obviously, if they're going to send this for the Stayers' as then they're not going to go there to run down the fields, are they? So,
2: no, no, and I think I think Elliot knows, doesn't he? It's quite a weak division, and you may as well you'll know his fate early if, if if it's ridden to win the race first time out in it in a decent graded contest. Yeah, if it wins or goes close, then he's got he can work towards the Stayers' then Carney where. If it if it doesn't really run run great, you'll probably see it run a couple of times again, held up and then maybe go for the hat-trick in, in the Potems. But it is one that interests me, like I said, just with how weak the division is. So And there'll yeah. be a there'll be a few others probably from that Albert Bartlett last well, this, so, this year that will be quite interesting, I think, come March.
1: One for the listeners then is if sides are barely hacks up and agreed to over the islands we get on for the stayers. If, well, if it pulls up, we get on for the attempts. I think that's <laughs> <nice. laughs> around, yeah.
0: around a 16 to 1 shot for the stayers at the minute. And of course, in the wee hours of Tuesday morning, it was the race that stopped the nation down under. It was, of course, the Melbourne Cup. Only only hours earlier, we had none other than Sky Sports Racing's Tim Caddle on the show. You know, he tipped up he tipped up the winner, didn't he, lads? What a, what a, what, a uh, what a tip that was. What do you think about Twilight Payment's performance?
2: Oh, it was impressive, wasn't it? Um, Jockey gave it a piece of a ride, I thought. Got it to the front. Got a bit of a breather into Twilight Payment down the back straight and then kicked on for home. Couldn't get near it, could they, really? Uh, I thought my selection, Tiger Moth, was coming to, mm. to win the race, but just couldn't. Didn't quite get there, and I think Twilight Payment was a worthy winner on the day. And like you said, it was great to have Tim on, and I think it was the first horse he mentioned, wasn't it? Mm. It's like the one that's overpriced here is definitely Twilight Payment, thirty-three to one, and he put it up as a charity bet, so a nice two hundred pound for the injured jockeys fund as well, which was which was great
0: indeed. And aren't you? Were you up early to watch it come in, or did you record it and then get up and uh, see that you had a nice, healthy bet and balance? I think you've nailed
1: it the nail on the head there. It was a, uh, I woke up to a nice, healthy bet and balance and numerous notifications on my phone, <laughs> the on the knob pod admin team as well, to, to indicate that i had just landed a windfall. So, yeah, um, very <laughs> pleasing to wake up to that. I was, I was on that podcast obviously with Tim, never contributed due to sound issues, disappointed in that because it was a cracking podcast to be fair. Um, a great listen. Um, gotta remember as well, this pod's going to be going out tonight, Thursday evening. We've got Tim's Breeders Cup plays in there as well, so 100 percent still worth listening to. Um, just on it as well, probably worth a mention for Anthony Van Dyke. Obviously, tragic what happened yeah. there coming, coming, coming into the home state. Um, you know, obviously not something that we want to see. Um, a derby winner. Um, doesn't matter whether it's a derby winner or not, but obviously tragic. So. Obviously, a wear the connections there, Will, as well.
0: Agree. Couldn't agree more. Sad to see. Never a horse that got its full credit as I thought, Anthony Van Dyke, despite being a, a Derby winner in his own right. Any other eye catches throughout the week, lads, or should we move on to this weekend's racing?
1: Eye um, catches? I wouldn't go as far as eye catches. I was impressed with eye Racing right, in in the Charlie Hall. Benford from the front, ran a solid race. I think that's going to pick up a decent handicap throughout the winter uh, for me another one I'd probably pick up on Vindication if the first fence and the Charlie all took a while to get into its rhythm you don't need to tell the listeners really about that That that's going to pick up at handicap two as well throughout the winter um, and I wouldn't rule out Holestone to pick up up through the winter either um, it's a few hurdles I think it will come on for the run so the it's not solid but I'd, I'd take those free to pick up a prize Jordan the winter, if you're going to follow something from this weekend from this weekend only of course
0: Henry Lynn for you that's gone into your tracker
2: uh, the first one I'd mention is actually I mean, what was my nap last Saturday kick commando mm. uh, loved that performance at Ascot led all the way jumped well and looked like he'd have a couple of challenges jumping the last and he just stayed on powered clear to him pretty comfortably, I think that could be pretty serious too. I don't think he'll have any problems stepping up to two and a half either, he might even improve for it, so that's definitely one to keep an eye on it, the other one I put on my tracker was the Venetia William train, Iblio I think ran ran in the race before Kid Commando, I think it just hit the front a little bit too soon it was pipped on the line basically by a mule of gold, one of Skelton's, great rides. And I think um, compensation awaits next time. But I'll get that in your tracker.
0: Good stuff, good stuff, lads. Right, we'll move on to the weekend then, because you've been in fantastic form and I'm sure all the listeners are hanging on every word of what you're going to be tipping up this weekend. We'll start with Wynne Uh <coughs> Go through the ITV races, shall we? The, the 150 is the Richard Barber Memorial. May's handicap hurdle, class two affair, raced over two miles and five fair longer. And we'll come to you, Henry first. Who do you like in the race?
2: Yeah, I like the one that's bottom weight here. It's called It's Probably Me. It's, it's carrying 10 but It's also got a three pound claimer on Richard Patrick and I think he's very good. Very good claimer, he's worth every penny of them three pounds. Trained by Henry Daly, He's had a strong start to the season, banging in the winners and if they're not winning, they're certainly going close. We last seen it's probably me um, at Doncaster, he had it one by four lengths, beating Molly Ollie's wishes. I think the strong pacing at Handicap will suit suits us to be to be fair. I think I think carrying less than ten stone in a race like this. On on the soft ground, it's, it's, it's bound to run well. It ran well on its seasonal debut last season. Ran at Cheltenham in, in quite a deep race, to be fair, and it was only beaten six lengths by Urban Artist, which is a pretty fair fair yard there. And I think it's quite a decent price, isn't it? Well, I don't know if you've got them there. Eight
0: to one it this. I've got it in front of me yet. Yeah.
2: yeah, I think that's that's a good bet on on Saturday.
1: Ten to it's... one with eight, eight, eight Sport there. So um, if you get over there, you get tens.
0: No, probably me. And will you probably be back and it's probably me, or will you be probably back on something else? <laughs>
1: um I can see
0: Henry's point.
1: I think weight could be a deciding factor in a race like this, but I'm gonna completely contradict that point now. And my selection would be the top weight. Um Egler the De Soil Um the pawny holds charge. It's got um, Brian Carver on board, so Harry Copton's obviously selected to ride the favourite here, but this, this horse has got good form behind the likes of Honeysuckle and Stormy Islands. It's coming on the back of a wind up. Um, I think it could potentially be a level above these, so that would be my selection in this race. I don't rate the favourite Serana at all. Um, it did show a good winning Attitude last time out, but the form's just not strong enough for me. Um, like I say, it is incest and the Cobb did to ride it over my selection, but I'm not going to. That might just be because be... of the weight, to be fair. Yeah.
2: You know, it might mm. just be because Nichols
1: wants to get a bit of weight off it. But mm. I was going to say, not I'm, I, I'm, I'm not going to read too much into that because you see this all the time, especially at Saturdays. You know, people go for the stable jockey on on the main horse and then the second thing wins. So we we'll probably won't read too much into that. This Sunrise Baby as well, the, the, the Henderson horse, if it's won twice. Um, the season so far, it's it, it looked like it ran a bit green last time. It's high head carriage, just just pulling all all the way through the race for me. Um, it could be anything, so it, it wouldn't surprise me if that ran an absolute cracking race, you know. It, but for me, I'm, I'm I am going to go for um, the to Australia,
0: one of those horses that have come over from Willie Mullins's yard to join the Paul Mickles team. We'll move on to yeah, the two twenty five then. And we'll go on to the Rising Stars, Novice's Chase. Only three runners in the affair. Henry, is there going to be a Rising Star in this field or do you feel it's just a bog-standard Grade 2 Novice's Chase?
2: Um I don't think we're going to see a superstar here, to be honest. Well, I think, I think the three horses, we pretty much know where they're at. And Grand see, it was, it was quite impressive on its, on its seasonal debut. It jumped well. Power clear one by thirteen lengths, and I don't think these two runners are going to be anywhere near that form. It, it has to give quite a bit of weight away. It has to give five pounds to Hurricane Harvey and, and a stone to the Snowden charge. GA Law. Well, I think I think Cobden. will keep it fairly simple. You'll probably get an easy lead, and if it jumps like it did the Chepstow, I can't see the other two getting past it. But at the prices, it's probably just one of them. where you just. You just watch and, and see what happens.
0: You know, you're not gonna get rich off it. Maybe want to boost the act if you are desperate to have a bet in the race. Anything to add in that ant, or shall we move on to the elite hurdle?
1: Um back to the outsider in the three horse race with those odds for me. Yeah, that's the only thing I've got to add to know. I've got no no firm opinion on that, to be fair. Hurricane Harvey, five to one in the three horse race, and it's the outsider. If you, if you held a gun to me head and forced me to have a bet, I'd put me five pounds on that.
0: Good stuff. Well, we've been go- we will go on to the elite hurdle then. Um, just looking at the race now, six runner affair. Goshen's come out the race. We we're all excited to see that, even though Henry is, or as he states in an earlier podcast that he'd be placed laying it for the champion hurdle <laughs> at this stage in, in the season. But one horse who was well fancied for the triumph hurdle, that obviously. Goshen toppled over it. The last hurdle was solo for Paul Nichols, who was so impressive in the Adonis hurdle when it on his first start in this country, but flopped at Cheltenham. First of all, I'm with solo. Were you with him at Cheltenham or were you fairly, fairly, firmly against him?
1: Firmly against him. It's a hype horse for me, and that's all I've got to say about that horse, to be fair. I've, I've I've got no time for it, to be fair. I think it's a hype horse. It might, I mean, will it be a chase in the future? Possibly, but I can't see it winning this on Saturday, to be fair. I think Show Royals um, a class above the lot of them. Impressive last time out of first last, I think it will come on for that run. Obviously, beat Bally Andy, Banner King, Rebel. They're not bad yards, sticks to be Hardy. Um, I did put in you know, the a goal, what's that group? Start. It was an absolutely insane price for me a 10 to 1 last time out of Show Royal. Mm-hmm. And you get a lot of these. It's, it's it's a classy operation. And it's going off a ten to one first time out this season, and the hurdle against against horses. It's better than it was. It was better the season so far for me, and I, I did lump on to be fair. I made quite a healthy profit, and um, yeah. So I can't see anything challenging showed earlier. I think it's a class above everything in the fields. I think. Brandon Castle is a bit of a donkey. Um, always remember it running in the Supreme air, uh, like Gast after about three furlongs. Um, not much else to say here, to be honest, Will. Um, Diego de Charmel, good handicapper. Master Devonair might put up a bit of a fight, but showed oil walks this for me.
0: Well, let's hope it is a royal procession for you and it comes in. Henry, if Solo is going to be a champion Herdle contender this season, it's got to be winning this race, hasn't it, surely?
2: Yeah, definitely will. Uh, I couldn't disagree with Ant Moore on this race, to be honest. Um, I think Show Royale, it's like 11 to 10, and at that price, I'd have to be taking it on. In terms of solo, I found it quite interesting that, although he hasn't got many options, Nichols did say that it's, it's his best chance of a champion earlier. This is obviously a very weak renewal. So. It, You'd, it's going to have to win to back that statement up, isn't it? It's only ever had four career runs, two in France, two over here. He's won two of them impressively. Obviously, he was disappointing in a triumph, but I suppose you could forgive one bad run. Being gelded over the winter could help him settle a bit better and bring out more improvements. In terms of the others, like Master Air, that would, that would be quite interesting, especially if there's a bit of rain round, but I just can't have any Tizard horses at the moment. They're just um, they're really struggling for form. They seem to all be travelling into the race well, and then just dying a sad death, basically looking desperate needs of the run. Brandon Castle, I think thirty-three to one. I've seen worse, worse bets because you might get a bit of a soft lead. Mm. There doesn't seem to be any other front runners in this race, and if it can pinch a few lengths at the start you never know but I'd, I'd want three places to be fair I think to back that and unfortunately we haven't got the eight runners so if I was to have a bet in this I probably would say solo but it's a, it's a week renewal even, even though I, I, I slag going off a little bit I was, I was disappointed to not see it run here because it's still an exciting horse I just think it's, it's overhyped and when the when the wheels do fall off and I can
1: say I called it in the summer of 2020 I can't, I can't be having this, Henry. I mean, you've openly said <laughs> in the past that you don't rate this triumph form, and you you're coming on the podcast and you're saying the fella that finished eighth in the time is going to come, <laughs> is going to come and beat Showroom now. Have you uh-huh. seen the race, though, Hans It's a terrible race, isn't it? Well, you know, if it wins, I'll hold my hands up and I'll apologise here on next week's podcast. How about that? But. That's fair I, I mean I understand that. I, I, I might think even lay it of... a few quid. I might even lay it a few quid on solo. But yeah, can't, like... can't, we can't be slagging that Sion uh, Earl form off and then putting the A foot to be so royal a week or two later.
2: I can see what you're saying, but I think it's just more of the the fact that I'm happy to forgive one bad run. I don't think that was solo's true showing and the fact that it's only had four runs, it's entitled to improve a lot. It's still it's still only a four-year-old. Where we we know where show royals are, and just that it's more of a price price thing. I'm sure if they do another the round, it might be show royal for me. But mm. I mean,
1: no, yeah, yeah, no, I uh, agree. You know, yeah, yeah. Paul Nichols,
2: couldn't have started this, the season any better, could he? So it's you can't completely discount solo until you've at least seen it run once. And like you said, it's not a strong selection, and I maybe favour Brandon Castle at thirty-three to one, and just open gets a bit of a soft lead, but. Yeah. Is there
1: any any in each way extra in these type of races? Is there for Brendan Castle or you get might get it on the me? day on bet
2: 365, might yeah, but I'd want at least what well, six runners if you get in top three, I'd want 20 to one. Um which might be pushing it, but hopefully bet 365 is a bit of a favour. It's just like I said, Master Debonair, it's is hard, couldn't touch any of his horses. There you go the Shamel, bound to run a solid race, but I'd rather back solo just because you don't know what you're going to get. You might you might win by six lengths, might might come might come last, you don't know. But like I said, gelded over the winter, I'm hoping that helps it settle a little bit better because I think that's what was, was the issue in the triumph. And I don't think the track really suited, hosed up at Kempton and they're just completely opposite tracks, aren't they? So,
1: You've um, just, just touched on a good point there, though. The horse that we know that's going to run a solid race is Diego Charmel. Yeah. So, for whatever reason, if showed oil or the rest of them don't turn up, you know that's going to be there and thereabouts at the finish, don't you, Diego de Charmel? Yeah, so, and you
2: want like an interest bet where you, you just want to put a couple of pound win on and just have a run for your money on a Saturday afternoon. It's no harm in and that, but it just doesn't excite me. I I, I wouldn't back at all. So I, I'd, I'd rather back solo, to be honest.
0: Well, Paul Nicholls will be open that he toasts a winner with Solo and he'll be opening he toasts yet another winner in a Badger be His silver trophy, handicap chase. He's won the past three renewals. Two of those have been with Present Man. Present Man's going for a third win in the race and he's also got Danny Wisbang at the top of the bet. And Henry, do you like one of Paul Nicholls' charge or are you looking for a bit of value in this 15-runner race?
2: Yeah, I'm going to stay away from the Nicholls horses in this. Um, present Man. I think it's when it's won this race last couple of years. It, it's coming a first time out, and I think it, it always runs its best race first time out, and then slowly gets worse and worse as the season goes on. Even when it it won, I think it was a veteran's race last time out. It didn't seem to travel or jump as well as it normally does anyway. Until it got into the home straight, then it started picking up and got up in what was a cracking finish. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't be going near that carrying eleven stone twelve. 10 years of age now, probably had his best run of the season last time out. Danny Wizbang was quite exciting at the time last season. I think it went off quite sure for the Cato star and novices chase, yeah, but it just didn't jump well enough, and I think his jumping will be put to the test again in this sort of race, so I'm happy to avoid that. The one I like is Kim Bailey's El Presente. Yeah, back backed it last two runs, to be fair, it's won both times for me, so I can't really jump off off the ship now especially looks like it's about eight, nine to one won both at starts like I said one at Exeter one at Hereford and it it made all both times staying on strongly for the pressure when when Bass asked asked for more I think this course will suit his style of racing and hopefully it'll get to the front again early on and get a lot of these in trouble Uh, putting a lot of pressure on Jumper well from the front and I think a lot of the others will struggle to keep up and I'm not making Mistakes to be honest, and I can't argue with the price. I thought it'd be a bit shorter than that, so that's the one for me El
0: Elf Presidency for Henry. And you'll be looking for at least double figures in this race, won't you? This is your sort of race you really like to get your teeth into.
1: Um, it is. I've had a brief look at this one. Uh, the only one I've put up at this stage is uh, I might say to rest the rest um, of them for my article. It was Kitty's Lighter 14 to 1. While there's good in the grand description. This horse could be anything when when there's good ground. Um, it's a it's an out and out stayer. Um, it's won over three miles. Its last two runs when it's being stepped up, and trip, it, it looks like the further it goes, it enjoys it. Three mile one today won't be an issue. Being run in a lower level to all these all its opposition today, so if it can step up. Like I say, it's an out-and-out out stay, so we know it'll get the trip. It's just whether it can handle it step-up in class. But while is good in that grand description, I'll be taking Kissy's light each way at 14s, with a uh, Jack chooser taking five off as well at 10 stone 2, I think. It's a great each-way bet at the moment.
0: Great each-way bet, declares Anthony Kelly. Well, we'll go on to a then, lads. There's only one race on the ITV cars. First of all, before we look at the race, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much do you wish you were at the track this weekend?
2: It's about a 10 now, to be fair. I've <laughs> had long
0: enough away from it. The
2: October meeting was hard enough, but the more local meetings that come by and we're sitting watching on the telly instead, it's it's tough, isn't it? But
1: if it's
0: raining, I won't miss it as much. <laughs> and um, would you have been going to this meeting, do you
1: Go yeah, go to the mall, don't we? Um, I'll probably take a walk down Mellon Road, watch it from the bridge. Um, this weekend, take it all in. But um, no, it's obviously disappointing that we can't be on sack, But another lockdown hit today, and it so I'm not going to um, sit here and be getting me hopes up that we're going to be on sack soon, unless we purchase a horse and get owners, <laughs>
0: which,
1: which isn't going to happen anytime soon. So um, no, um, go down, watch it. Watch it from the bridge. Um, enjoy the horses go past with me, little lad, And then, um, yeah, one of them. have just got to get on with it, haven't we?
0: Indeed. I hope you do enjoy it and your young lads as well. Well, the only race on ITV is the WilliamHill.com Best Odds Guaranteed Hurdle. Not a bad little race, either, even though it's six runners. A couple of, well, all the runners in there. You, you recognize the names, don't you? Former County Hurdle winner, Chitterbello. Former Supreme winner, Somerville Boy. Henry, who do you like in the race?
2: Yeah, well, the one I like is Ollie Murphy's Thomas Darby, uh, placed in what was quite a, a decent renewal of the Supreme Novices' Hurdle a couple of years ago, and then went novice chasing last year. And I thought it'd be made for fences, but it was just the complete opposite. It lost all its confidence and just seemed to whack every fence. Gave it a couple of goes, no joy. So they returned to hurdling at the start of the year and um, he seemed to relish it, really. First time out, went to Ascot. Won what was a decent handicap, beating, beating a horse. I, I I do like and song for someone. And the front two pulled clear that day. He then went to the National Spirit Edel. Um, I thought, well, he finished third there, but it, I don't think the race played to his strengths. So it was quite a tactical affair. There was only five runners, and there was no pace on. Uh, I think with with this... This race, I think you'll get the McCain horse, Navajo pe- pass, likely to make it a decent test. I think that'll go from the front and strongly run contest over two mile, four furlongs. at Aintree. I think
1: that'll be up Thomas Darby's sleeve.
0: Ant, anything to add to that?
1: Yeah, um, surprise, surprise. I completely disagree with Henry Gibbs again. Um, <laughs>
0: well, <laughs> me to top... fair, a couple of weeks ago, you were the green on quite a few horses and you were you were yeah. you banging the winners, like but you didn't enjoy <laughs> it. So maybe you should agree a little bit more. Yeah, but potentially,
1: but um, gotta remember Henry read my article that day, didn't he? And went uh, <laughs> <laughs> went along with a few of my plays. So um, I've learnt my lesson. I'm not releasing my article until after the podcast in the future. <laughs> I'm, only, I'm only joking. No, <laughs> um, turns of the race to Henry's defence. The Who there back in January? Uh, the Thomas Darby won. I'm Not too keen on any of the horses in behind there, um, not at all to be honest. No, I'm I can't have that. Um, went to the national spirit, bombed out, got beat by a handicapper in William, William Henry, um, quelled Estan seconds, Uh Thomas Darby, fair the five to four favorite. Um, no, I, I can't have Thomas Darby. In me could go out and win, obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy to be. do you know
2: the two you, the two you've mentioned there though? That obviously beat Thomas Darby, even though I think it ran below par. Would would you give them a chance in this race? Because although it's quite a, a decent betting race, I think they're all pretty evenly matched in terms of in terms of form. There's not, I don't I, think I don't, I don't
1: mind. On, I, don't I, I, don't I don't mind William Henry itself, but it would have to be run not ten stone here, don't you then? It, it, it's I don't
2: know, I won the Carlow Cup off top. the Cattle Cup off yeah, top.
1: Yeah, but but oh, Somerville God. boys in here. I don't think. I don't think. I don't even think Navajo passes is, is is a bad horse. To be fair, uh, that's a decent horse. Obviously, got your bellows, solid yardstick. Don't, don't, my selection is Call Me Lords. Um, not not like me to go for the favourite. It's five to two five at the moment, but it's. I think it's been crying out for a step up and sit. To be honest, then. It is getting that today. I mean, it got ran off its feet in the champion Hurdle last season, so I'm going to completely ignore its two-mile form. Um, it has run over two-mile three before. <laughs> Finished behind, conveniently one of my favourite horses, if the calf fits. Adds Roxana in behind that day. I think it's solid form over this trip. A five to two, I think Cormie Lord's an absolute crack and bet, to be fair
0: superb superb stuff call me love for Ant and there are three races also at Doncaster uh, Ant I know that you uh, are not enjoying this back end of the flat on yeah. the heavy grounds it's been going on for months and months you just want to see the end of it don't you well, <laughs> will, a tam- there should be
1: a, will there should be a cut off point The 30th of September <laughs> we shouldn't see any more flat racing on turf for me I understand there's got to be the all-weather product for, <laughs> throughout the summer. <laughs> now, let, let the Americans get on with it. Obviously, they do their thing over there, but Saville, Wolverhampton, Newcastle, they can get on with it during the winter. There's got to be a product there, um, in case you know, obviously, the jump meetings are abandoned, but I, I can't be having any flat meetings after the 30th of September, and my fleas on turf. So, um, if you're looking for me to so a selection on anything at Doncaster, you're looking for the wrong man. So, I'll leave this to the flat experts, Henry Gibbs.
0: Henry, well, without favour you, I'll uh, give you the floor.
2: Yeah, um, just a couple of selections, really. Um, first one, one thirty at Doncaster. Um, just to touch on a couple of the market leaders first. In terms of brands, if you weren't having a bet on the race, you'd love to see that one get its head in front. Very unlucky last time. out. looked like it was coming to win the champion stakes and Unfortunately, just, just, just missed out that day and obviously it's a big step down in class here and it's probably the right because I do love Dakota goal, but I think certainly better suits the five furlongs, isn't he? Um this six furlongs on soft ground. I think that'll test his stamina. He normally has the race one, a couple of furlongs out, and then just just holds on to him by a couple of lengths. On over six fairlongs, I'd fancy it to get caught. I actually like one a quite a big place and it's a horse that actually ran the champion stakes at Ascot as well, called Chief of Chiefs. He was slowly away that day. Um, He's a very hit and miss horse, to be honest, but on a go and say, he can he can look very good. He won a decent handicap at Royal Ascot, over six fairlongs. And although, like he's touched on before, the sprint stakes slowly away. It was only beaten six lengths. I know it's quite quite a long a sprint race, but you're getting twenty five to one here it. And James Doyle is quite an interesting jockey book, and I thought, and like they, the flat at this time of year, you don't know what horses are going to run to form, so you're probably better chance than a few of the bigger priced runners. And at twenty five to one, I'm happy to give Chief of Chiefs a go in the one thirty. Um, the other selection comes in at 2:05 at Doncaster. Uh, tr- Trefoil. It's a uh, Ralph Beckett horse. We all know how good Ralph is at cha- training fillies. There's probably no better, no better man for the job. Trefoil, three-year-old, going to receive plenty of weight off a lot of its rivals. albeit there's a few other interesting three-year-olds. He it ran its best race of its campaign on soft ground last time out at Newmarket over this trip. I think it was quite a decent race, that one. It was beaten four lengths by a horse called Angel Power, which is a pretty good horse. Gets soft ground again here. I think he can improve. Only had four runs this season, whereas some of the other fillies that we'll see in this contest have had plenty of runs. Beckett's on fire last 14 days. 32 runners now winners operating at 28% strike rate. And he's got a great record at the track as well. So they're my two for Doncaster to go with. Yeah, national selections.
0: It was well fancy for the Ribblesdale, I'm right? That horse wasn't it, Trifoil?
2: Yeah, I think it went off like four to one, I think, but it just bombed out a little bit. And I think he was quite patient with it after that, Ralph. And like I said last time, out, it, it was leading up until around the furlong pole, and it just got, I think it just got a bit tired. And I'm I'm hoping it'll come on again. Yeah, at Doncaster, like I said, Beth's horse is flying at the moment, so. Think it'll be peak fitness and raring to go. And at the price, think it's a a good bet. Another
1: On the well, one there, Will. I'm just looking here, now as was, was discussing that um, in the course past three that you changed <laughs> lens going. I think, Henry, you tipped that up the other week, didn't you? And it won.
2: Yeah, and, um, let's have a look. Course past three, is it?
1: Yeah, and I'm just looking at it now. It's it's beat I think it beat the didn't it? Um,
2: yeah, it won, won very well for us didn't it last run after beating Logician. I think Paul Mulrennan got off and said it's the easiest win he's ever had so
1: yeah that was in the Cumberland Lodge wasn't it and yeah, it, yeah. it's 8-1 to one. I think yeah, you, got, it, to you come near swinging off it last time as well in the race after they beat Legician it, it's in form Mulrennan's on board as well
2: yeah I, mean, argue, yeah I mean you can't argue can't you I it's in the form of its life, and it's proved that weight, weight's no issue. It's, it's ran good races off big weights all season, even when it's being beat. It, it, it's ran ran solid races, and if you get an eight to one, you might even get five places on the day. It's certainly worth a bet, isn't
1: it? I'd no, agree there. I mean, the way it, it, it's obviously in form, will run, and obviously like an eight one. I wouldn't be ignoring that on the day, like you say, it's an each way better not on for me, despite it being top weight. Um Sam Cook's the favourite, and rightly so, in my opinion, with the weight it's carrying, but I, I wouldn't be ignoring you, Chen Glenn and that if you want an opinion on the flat flat from me, Will.
0: So after slagging it all off, you come up with a horse, then you, you go scrolling to find a horse at Doncaster.
1: I've got a time best for our listeners, haven't I, despite Look, I don't mind the flats. There's a place for it from April onwards. It's just, a, it's just a four. It's, at least just, it's just...
2: only soft ground at the moment. Yeah. It's not quite heavy. So, but the big thing here, there's a story that we need to touch on, and I think our host has got quite a strong selection for for listeners. I
0: have actually. I, I have in the five past two, born with pride for William Haggis. Um, at the start of the season, this was you know touted to be a, a an Oaks runner. It obviously hasn't lived up to that potential. It disappointed the Kempton fourth in the in the Queen Vase at, at Royal Ascot. But and it was, you know, it only beat one on Bath last time out, but it was really, really well fancied by William Haggis and Tom Markman made it his Haggis horse to follow at the start of the season. So a 12 to 1, I, I'm gonna have a little bit of that. I think I think that it just looks a nothing better 12 to 1. Mm. You, you, you're betting on it to come back to form, and maybe it's a bit of a hype horse, but I'll be uh I'll be having a little bit of each way value on that, I think. Bournemouth with pride and the two oh five. And I'm sure I'll be having a little little uh, bit of uh, a punt later in the evening because the action continues thick and fast, doesn't it? This time we go stateside for the Breeders' Cup. And if you haven't listened to it, I'd recommend going on our SoundClouds, Spotify, Apple, and listen to our Breeders' Cup special that we recorded with Tim Carroll as well as the Melbourne Cup. Uh, last Saturday it was wasn't it lads and Tim was absolutely fantastic wasn't he obviously tipped up Twilight Payment and he's given us plenty of selections for the Breeders' Cup so go and check that one out and for anyone who hasn't listened to it so far I will ask for you lads to give us one horse as a little preview before they go and have a listen to that Breeders' Cup special. Anthony go with you first.
1: Yeah I go with this, um, I don't know how to pronounce it. Is it Z- CZ Rocket or CZ Rocket in the sprint? It's currently 4 1 at the minute. Um, Peter Miller, he's a, he's a bit of a master with these sprinters, in my opinion. And um, this this has been very impressive this year. It took out a pair of grade 2s. Um, it's beat the use, useful yards to him, Flagstaff, on both occasions. And it always sees out at races. So I can't see. Um, an inside draw is going to be ideal, yeah. Um, if it breaks well, um, I can't see it being beaten. To be fair, a 4-1, I think it's a great bet.
0: CZ Rockers in the 7.36, that is the Breeders' Cup sprint. And Henry, your best bet of Saturday evening?
2: Yeah, when, when we had Tim on and obviously Paul, we had a good, good discussion, didn't we, about the Breeders' Cup mile. Um, plenty of opinions there and... To be honest, we, we discussed Siskin quite a lot on mm. that podcast and I think I've warmed to the idea of backing it. I've seen it available at 10-1 to 1 and it's, it's got a, the perfect slot and stall four. It's going to have its ideal ground and I'm going to wait and see how it handles the prelims, but if it goes in the stalls, fine. I'll have my bet and slip ready all to press because I've totally warmed to the idea of backing that one each way. Um, like I'm sure if People have listened to the podcast already. We are quite keen on Uni in that race. Um, the whole panel was. The only thing that puts me off slightly now is the draws came out and it's, it's drawn out and stalled twelve, which is a slight concern. But you're getting six to one now for Uni, and that, that's probably the race I'm looking forward to most. And it'll be a win bet for me on Uni, but I'll go with Siskin in each way just because I, I've been talked around to it by by Tim and the other panellists that day.
0: (laughs) Well, if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to all of Tim's tips for Friday and Saturday at Keenlands. Right, lads, end of the podcast now. I want your naps, your next best bets, which we can make a lucky 15 to get listeners rich. Henry, go with you first, your nap and your next best.
2: Um, in terms of my nap, I'm going to go for El Presente, um, Decent price in the 335 at Wincanton. Like I said earlier on, I'm hoping go from the front, get a lot of these in trouble and in flying form. So, eight nine and so on, that, that's my nap. In terms of my next best for my second lucky 15 selection, um, I'll go with Trefoil in the 205 at Doncaster. Just think um, all the points are touched on. A moment ago, you get an eight nine
0: to one for that as well, and that'll be a nice double to start. Uh,
2: lucky 15 with
0: and two winners to come, indeed, two rounds, eight to one shots, so very healthy prices. And and your nap and next best bet,
1: uh, I'll probably go with me nap being Eglis and the soy, um, in the 150. I think it could be potentially a class above on the back of a wind dot there, so. I'll put that up as my nap for the lucky 15 and then we'll go next best call me Lord love to step up and strip I think it's better than the rest where it's running against the today to be fair yeah so yeah on Saturday sorry yeah so um, yeah call me Lord and excuse me pronunciation but Egletine just, just soil in the 150 I win Canton as well
2: and just a quick one sorry for listeners um, me and Answer probably going to add another selection each to that and we're we're going to do um, a bet with Colossus Bets. Um, so it's like a syndicate where people can can sign up, join the bet with us and we can all share it on together. There'll be more information available on Twitter and there'll be a promo code as well for, for listeners to get involved. So just look out for that on Twitter and social media.
1: And more than likely, that's going to be on thattogold.com as well, just to remember. So it'll probably all be available on there as well for you as well or within the WhatsApp groups that we're in associated with that. So, yeah, keep an eye out for yeah, that. we'll, we'll uh, get it everywhere, uh,
2: won't we? Up yeah, on. yeah. So, WhatsApp groups, all different Twitter accounts, but we'll make sure no one misses out and we can all get involved together.
1: Um, just on it as well, just before we end, we are looking to put the podcast on YouTube, so we will let people know when it does go on YouTube and if they could, you know, like and subscribe, that would be very much appreciated as well.
2: Yeah, and like, stuff, some fantastic guests coming up as well, haven't we? So it's exciting times for, for
0: the On The Nod podcast. Indeed it is. Revealed. Indeed it is, Henry. Well, you have been listening to the On The Nod podcast in association with That's A Goal. Make sure you like us on Twitter, follow and subscribe on SoundCloud or your preferred podcast platform. I've been your host, Will Rooney, joined by tipsters Anthony Kelly and Henry Gibbs. Thanks very much for listening and join us next time. Goodbye.
2: See